Gabriel Santiago here, and we are back. This is the Speaking of Harmony podcast. This is episode 66. We're finally our hibernation, if you will. And it's been a long time since I have done one, but now there's a special motive to bring it back, and I hope to actually keep doing the podcast now on a more constant, you know, regular basis for you guys. Uh, you guys have been uh, writing me, and I really appreciate the feedback about my last arrangement of the great standard all the things you are so some of you wanted we have really sort of a breakdown and analysis of this arrangement so here we go you asked and you shall receive all right before we go into that don't forget to subscribe to the channel activate the little bell thing notification this is all my social media stuff you know uh, support support the channel support myself and let's get into it oh by the way if you haven't seen the video yet for those who just got here Click here on the link over here on the card, and then you're gonna see the video, and then come back here, right? For those who just watched the video, let's get down to it, right? So let's sort of divide this into different sections, right? So the intro of this is uh, something that I want to do, some kind of an ostinato vibe going on, sort of like a Keith Jarrett thing. He does go into some of those like diatonic things, you know? And he's, diatonic progression just kind of jam on that I wanted to do that so there's this ostinato in A flat major the key of the how things you are song right so I kind of went into that and then I create this sort of progression here this, this vamp basically based on the less uh, melodies you know the less part of the theme like little variation so I did uh, Kind of play a little bit with the six intervals, right? right? That kind of vibe. So we're just basically playing around with the ending of all the things you are, but with the pedal on the A flat. Basically, that's where it is, right? Just kind of playing around, but the pedal ostinato thing, this A flat ostinato thing pedal, just keep going on, right? All right, and at some point, I start the theme. So the idea of that uh, intro is to actually bring the theme within this ostinato. And here's a tricky thing: I wasn't really worried about all those like chord changes and different sort of tonal areas that the song go to. I knew that some of those would clash, but that's the idea, is to keep the ostinato throughout the whole thing, right? To play the whole thing with his A flat, sort of hanging on there, right? So some parts will kind of fit the A flat, but then we go to the bridge, it doesn't fit, but that's the sort of the, 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 the 
the tension that I want to portray in that part, right? So I did. to the G major area and we still have that A flat going on so that gets really kind of weird and twisted but I'm going along with it that's the idea right and then I play that theme in G major as the song is but with the A flat hanging on sharp half diminished but I kept we get to the E major against that G sharp A flat right and then I get that that augmented triad thing going on right and here I change that's part of the harmony that I'm gonna superimpose later so I kept the A flat here would be a G sharp here, right? And that's the only time I actually changed that note, but the melody is still hanging on the A flat or G sharp. So that's why I kind of still get the same effect. So see, so I got the effect, you know. so it fits nice flat right then C outer then we're gonna start the theme again now with harmony and then I was singing the melody so I was doing first different chord here so this chord here we are in A flat major right I'm playing this this can be so many things, but you can call this so many things basically, right? But it starts from just augmenting the chord basically, playing uh, A flat uh, major seven sharp five, like that sound, right? Instead of this sound, going for that sound. That's kind of the, the basis, the foundation of that, of that effect I'm doing here, but I'm adding the six to the chord, right? seven right but in reality I'm really superimposing the shape they're like one two five seven shape thing I talked about in um, different podcast episodes which is this mm -hmm. 
superimposing the shape here. Again, this is a flat. So I get this major seven sharp five sound plus that added six. So, right, so I'm doing. to come back to C. Right, that's how the tune goes. This will be the five of C, right? But in my little trick here, I use this as a substitute dominant to go to a different place. So, so I went to F sharp minor, 9-11. So there's a trick that, this is a trick that I use all the time a harmony trick thing and you can go back to one of my first episodes podcasts like one of the first ones i talk specifically about that that trick i'm gonna go back and then pin here in the comments so refer back here into the comments of the video i'm gonna paste the the link for the episode i teach this trick so that's a really cool fact that you can go instead of going to a major chord you can go to like a minor 911 chord a triton away so that's a really cool effect so that's what i did here so and then since this melody stays here i just kind of create this this alternate progression thing to then go back to c minor which is the next chord right because the original harmony is So I did all this stuff to come back to C minor. So what I did was F sharp minor 9-11 and then B minor 9-11, E minor 9-11, right? And then I create this little riff just to help connecting the dots there and then came back to C minor. So the effect is something like this. So it's almost like a sort of like push an elastic thing, right? Like I really pushed the tune and went all the way and then came back to it, right? So the effect would be something. Right? It's pretty cool. So we're back to the you know regular path. So C minor. As the song goes, right? E flat. Uh, on, in between these chords, I put the you know the substitute dominant here, the E, which is you know pretty common, right? Right? And then we go to E flat. Also, in between, I put I I got out of the major seven to a dominant chord, just to create a different color there. So. In the A 
that that shaped chord thing, right? But I move fast to the sixth, right? To the relative of that. So I did G major, D over F sharp, and then E minor. So I just kind of stayed in G major. I mean, I landed there, but then I went away right away to to the sixth because that's the base of the like this this the five of A minor. So I just landed there a little early, so I can play E minor and then E seven, the ultra chord to E A minor. So I could do this by. Five of A minor here, but you see that I land an E minor first, and then I use the same bass to alter to go to e, e, e minor, right? So, uh, right, then we are ready in the second part, right? So, here I use the same A minor, but I, I start with an A minor 7 11, and then flat five there so he kind of went to a minor seven chord and then a half diminished type of sound right uh, right then seven flat nine substitute dominant again right same deal G minor and then I sort of like skate to E minor again And the two five to E major there we know on the song right we landed there I land there normally but what happened here is that I put more chords into this transition back to the, the A so in the regular song you're gonna do this right you're gonna do a C7 sharp five or whatever you want to do there as C dominant back to F minor so on this bass that note by the way on this case in E major the G sharp but also our A flat right that we have been using which is sort of the main thread into this arrangement so this song this this note stays down there so I use that to put more chords and just keep changing the color and getting more tense preparing to go to the F minor which ended up not even land there at the end. So I go. So this is what I use here. I use E major. Then we did E flat minor 911. So that note here becomes is the third of the chord, major third, then that becomes eleventh. And the melody is the extra sharp 11, right? And then, then I did C major 7 sharp 11. So instead of doing the dominant, right? Dominant 7 with a sharp 5, which would be an augmented triad also, but dominant, I actually use major 7, right? Just to get a different color. 
because here if I just play the triad I get the same effect of that you know that tension to resolve into F minor you know that's what I need here so I can use a dominant or in this case I use a major 7 which is different from what you would usually do here dominant sharp 5 I use a major 7 sharp 5 and all with G sharp slash A flat on the top so Then you're back into F minor, right? But here's another trick. So instead of arriving there, it's it's a little game of like delaying the resolution all the time, right? Because in the beginning of the arrangement, I just stayed like just kind of like home all the time in A flat, A flat, A flat, very diatonic. So to contrast that during the actual tune, the actual head. I made sure to like delay as much as possible to get into the A flat. So anytime there's something that leans towards resolving into F minor or A flat, I delay as much as I can. So what I did here was this trick of using, which I also talk on other episodes, using the melody to change the call of the chord and keep that same note on top. So instead of landing on F minor, right? And then here, go to B flat minor as the song goes, what I did was go back to that you know, that little figure from, from that mid part. So instead of playing F minor, I play F sharp minor. And then it becomes a ninth instead of the minor third, right? And then instead of playing B flat minor, I play B minor. So everything is kind of like shifting it just moving up a half step so right so that's what i did but then i'm like i'm pushing but i'm bringing it back so i have to bring it back to a flat so it's like a a really sort of like slight shift that i'm doing right like sort of elastic right? i'm just pushing and pulling back right so and then i'm putting the that little melodic counter melody that, I, that I'm playing, so I put that here too. So I'm playing. Right, so I'm going there. Uh, I had to go back to arrive in A flat later, right? So the result would be something like this. Here, what I did was just you know put a little substitute dominance, just add a little few chords, but still now I'm like within the you know the neighborhood of the key, right? But instead of using E flat dominant, I use the substitute dominant, right? A7 here, A9, trap 11. Instead of landing A flat, I'm doing that weird A flat. Open string to I F G C E over A 
that's why. So then we arrive at, in the song we go to, uh, you know, D flat or C sharp major, in this case I think it's D flat major, right, that's kind of how this song goes, right, so instead of arriving here on that D flat major, I'm using another thing I use that I also talk in the podcast, so tons of tricks here that I'm using this arrangement. It's all here on this podcast, so don't forget to, you know, go to this playlist and get a lot of these tips that I'm using all here in this arrangement. So instead of using this, that's the trick I use, that's an altered subdominant. So when you have, this is the key A flat, this is D flat, the fourth, right? So that's the subdominant. If I alter the root of the chord, that's a subdominant sharp one sharpening the root so I alter the root and it becomes it becomes a, a half diminished chord so that's a cool trick so instead of going uh, instead of doing this I'm doing I can go here right to the minor six so but also not only I'm doing this I'm altering the melody a little bit to do this little melodic fragment right reaching the 11th here arriving this is not poggiatura by the way I'm also talking about that melodic no harmonic tones go back to the podcast I'm talking about those but I'm doing this and then instead of going to you know D flat minor or D flat minor 6 I'm using sauce which I can also do I can substitute that D flat minor for G7 D flat sus right so, and I'm doing a little riff not appoggiatura by the way so the that section becomes um, and then Originally, I would do this. That's how it would sound. This, then I did. Pretty cool, right? That's very different. So then we got into this part. Into the end, right of the form. Uh, here you can consider different chords. You know, there's no debate which chord this one is. Is that a uh, one with the third on the bass, like this, like a flat over C, or is it actually third degree? You know, C minor. You can go both ways. I don't care which one you use. They both fulfill its function, right? Which is sort of this getting to the root, you know, to the tonic zone, right? Uh, so here, uh, it can go this or then you have this diminished chord, be C flat diminished, 
so he got here uh, back to the back home right to a flat so instead of using uh, these chords what I did was I kind of kept the idea of the uh, a flat kind of with the third in the bass right so I use this shape which is kind of similar to the shape that I use all the time so this would be something like a um, a flat uh, sus2 right that's how I would call this um, and the bass uh, on the third right so be this so so I just did this internal voice thing I'm singing that in the arrangement and instead of using that diminished chord here B diminished or C flat diminished I tried to do something different I did another you know interesting sounding chords from that family from that shape right be kind of like that if I would like try to find a way to create you know write a chord symbol again it would be a B major 7 sharp 5 added 6 or the shape over the right it's kind of twists the, the call a little bit, but that's the effect I went for, right? So, so that's the effect, really cool, right? And then, then heading into A flat, right? Heading home, the five off, instead of doing, you know, just a E flat seven, I just did the sus. With the 13 there, right? The E flat 13 sus. Instead of arriving here at home, I was going to solo over, and then I want to prep that, you know, little, you know, getting away, like not delivering the A flat. Actually, still, you know, that concept of never delivering the root, always sort of extending and postponing that resolution. That's what I was going for this arrangement so instead of landing and delivering the A flat I'm actually like extending everything else and setting up the chorus so I can solo right so so I did the B B 13 sus or C flat if you want to call it this C flat 13 sus and the A flat is on the top always right and then I want to get closer to F minor again right so I did C7 sharp 9 flat 13 or sharp 5 however you want to call it because I want to go here right to the top of the form but what I did is also again the same concept never delivering that F minor so I go to that half step up thing I was doing right and I had to solo over there which is like really challenging to kind of really tell your story so it sounds like this uh, from that part the end of the melodic like the melodic part the segue into the solo I'm already soloing there 
but you see that I still extended that melodic thing over here and then here that's kind of how I start soloing really for real right but I have to like solo over that stuff so it's really challenging to make sense of those changes and go through them right so which doesn't land in F, it goes to F sharp, which makes it really demanding because you gotta build it up. So, and right here, I have the F sharp B thing again, but now with the addition of the E minor and then landing C minor. So that's really tough to swallow over there, right? I got that, and then right after it, I have that again to go through it. So, really challenging. So, that's pretty much it that I, I do. I do the arrangement, and then when I go back to that part of the end, I just kind of loop that a little bit so I can do a little turnaround, right? And then finally I deliver A flat, right? By the deliver, I just kind of get rid of everything. I ended the, the actual solo and the bass, right? solo here and then I go back to the ostinato and then I got that little you know vamp diatonic thing and then I play again so the idea here is okay the storm is over, right? So we back into that diatonic, that little little home, if you will. So I just kind of play around there that you kind of let this storm pass and get things calmer again and just basically fade everything away from that craziness, right? That sort of incomplete, impatient kind of, you know, um, impatient kind of like situation where it never resolves into anything. It just keeps going, cycling through different paths and different chords. And then finally we arrive at... A flat and then I just kind of like circle back there and just keeps just feeling good there and right that kind of thing and then I just end it out of nowhere like 
Really and super simple diatonic A flat. Because after, you know, everything else, all this crazy stuff, we have to go back to basics and just end in A flat, right? So that's pretty much it. That's the full scope of the arrangement. That's the breakdown. That's what I used. You know, you see, you notice that a lot of these things I use as concepts, I already talked about this on the podcast on different episodes. So if you really like these kind of things and, and devices to use on your own arrangement or your songs, go back to the podcast and watch this stuff because there's tons of information here in the podcast, right? So if you like that stuff, you know, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, activate the bell and all that, and follow me on the, you know, the social networks and things like that. It really helps to share the video and all that, you know. Also, if you really want a free lesson from me, I'm going to put the link also in the description. You click, and then there's a free lesson for you of me talking about really some cool Brazilian guitar stuff and some related harmony things, uh, bossa nova and all that. And there's, there's much more coming, so I'm planning to to put out a bunch of stuff and you know one more time thank you for your support thank you for you know keep watching this channel and, and following the content that I'm, I'm putting out uh, don't hesitate to comment and ask me if you need any any more information anything else and, and topics and things that you want me to discuss in, in you know next episodes of the podcast um, I would love to, to do that you know I love to talk I don't want this video to get that long but I need to you know go deep into this so people can understand exactly what I'm doing, right? So thank you so much for sticking around. Uh, I would love to see your comments and see what you think of it, your suggestions, and I hope to see you on the next episode, all right? Thank you very much, and I see you in the next one, right? Mm -hmm.